Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is a show where we talk about some supermen and superwomen and today today you got captain america yep you got iron man yeah got the hulk the hulk and thor black widow hawkeye yep and and this is the forgotten avenger there's another avenger the toxic avenger Oh. From 1984, 1985, or 1986. One of those years. You choose. Sometime in the mid-80s. Yep. There was a toxic Avenger. New Jersey's own. Oh, boy. <laughs> this film's buck wild. This thing is bonkers. This is your classic B movie. Yeah, Not Jerry Seinfeld related. Do you think a it makes B? B? I don't know. He's <laughs> a bit of a stretch, isn't it? It's something. It is. It's not nothing. It's definitely not nothing. It is something. This movie, directed by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Herz, even though Lloyd Kaufman didn't even put his own name on this thing. He put no. it all over the credits, but for directing, for director, he, he yeah. went by Samuel Wheel. I don't know why. Uh, I don't even think he knows why. I don't know. <laughs> all I know is that this is a massive cult flick. Oh, yeah. It spawned three sequels, uh, a cartoon yeah. A video game and action figures from that cartoon. Two, one official and one not unofficial musicals. Yeah. And it's coming back. And it's coming back. Legendary Pictures just got the rights to make a, a, reboot a reboot of this. Yeah. Something that no one has ever asked for. <laughs> and there are still rumors yeah. about a fifth movie. That's insane. Was four made in 2000? 2000, Is that what I saw? 2000, something like 2001, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Why? I don't know. Why not? I don't know. I, I I feel like I need to ask this up front. What'd you think of this movie? I'm still not sure what I think of it. Okay. It was uh, it's a sign of its times. Sure. It is insanely 80s. It's a lot of fun. Brian has been singing the song Body Talk oh, since body we got talk. into the fortress here. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this movie? I absolutely love this movie. Of course you do. This was... One of the most enjoyable films I've watched in a long, long time. I'm worried about you. I think that's fair, but I think I can explain why. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> I think let's get into it a little bit first because I, we got to kind of set the scene a little bit yeah. from, for my insanity. Yeah. But let's get you to an opinion on this thing. Let's. I don't think you're going to get to one. I don't, I don't think I, don't, I, I am. I think there's too much to digest in this movie. There's so much happening. This movie's unrated, by the way. Or not even unrated. It's just not rated. Yeah, it's, Total, I, feel, I feel like that's different than being unrated. Well, actually, there was a um, they did go for an R rating. There is an R rated cut of it somewhere. It's out different there. than this. I don't know. I assume okay, but basically, they had to cut so much of the content out of it that without doing that, nobody would have touched it even for a midnight screening. Okay, that's where this thing made it huge so, too. Even after that, cable networks when they air it, they get to and they cut it even more. But basically, between how do you cut it even more? The movie is only an hour 22 minutes i don't know you, you cut it for an hour wow okay i would assume yeah but uh foreign markets chopped it down even more they take anything from 15 seconds in canada 
they took a full half hour off the movie in Germany. That's less than an hour. That's a short, officially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the reasons why they had a cutter, obvious. Very. And let's get into it. Let's uh, get into it. Th- this movie opens up with a warning. A warning. Haven't seen that one yet. Extreme violence. How crazy is that? <laughs> Heads up. Yeah. And then, of course, you get your trauma productions. Yeah, as... that PowerPoints its way in. That's it. And this this thing comes off more like as a PSA as oh, this yeah. movie starts with like the voiceover and oh, stuff like and that. And it's like that classic 80s. I don't even know how you describe that voiceover. It's like the- Like a health class. Yeah. Like it's, a middle school like a health public class. public service announcement. Yeah. New York City. It, that's insane <laughs> that there's any movie in the world that Just starts like this. Bonkers. Are you familiar with trauma? I am now. Okay. I've heard of them in the past. Yeah. they Well, I mean, a lot of these movies that you see as B-movies are considered just like trauma as its own category of movie. Yeah. That's how it's not. This is like the Kleenex of B-movies where they branded themselves this way. And the reason they branded themselves that way, Lloyd Kaufman, I kind of consider a film legend for what he did. He tried to make it very briefly in the studio system mm-hmm. to the point that he was the pre-production manager on Rocky. I knew that. He also was a locations manager on something else after that. I don't know what it was. He formed 15th Street Films with Oliver Stone. Wow. Back in the 70s. And then him and Michael Hurst got together. Yeah, no. So he's legit. is legit. Wow. This is all a choice, what he's doing here. That's bonkers. I mean, if you look at the trauma motto, it's disrupting media for 40 years. And disrupting is not a bad thing. It's just kind of taking it in his own way. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Lloyd Kaufman so brilliant. Yeah. I think everything brilliant. that you're about to hear in this episode and everything that me and Brian saw, you can check this movie out because Lloyd Kaufman put about 100 trauma movies onto YouTube for free. He around. put them up? He put them up. I didn't know he put them up. Yep. And that's there's obviously brilliant. other ones out there too, but he put them up because his whole thing is he wants to get movies out there. Yeah. A lot of companies will come to him to distribute their movies. Most really? famously, you have films like Cannibal the Musical. Right. Which was written and directed by the South Park guys before they were the South Park guys. Exactly. You also had Troma distributing My Neighbor Totoro. Oh. Which is a massive film in Japan. Yeah. You, I had no yeah. idea. Troma is a fascinating spot in filmmaking. Clearly. We'll get back to more Troma. Okay. Because obviously it's going to come up a billion times in this. Speaking of his yeah, time yeah, yeah. working on Rocky. It was during the filming of Rocky that he decided to make a movie in a health club with Michael Hurst. He made a bunch of movies in between this and Rocky as well. Right. But and it was, that's amazing uh, that that idea stuck that long. He read a magazine article that said, uh, horror film is dead. And he's like, you know what? Let's make it a horror film. Made it a horror comedy. Horror slasher. comedy. Superhero parody. Just made it whatever he wanted. Yeah. After our New York City opening, as Brian said, we get introduced to... Tromaville. Tromaville, New Jersey. They, I don't think they ever say New Jersey. They saw right on the sign. It, well, on the sign it was, but they never really, they're all over the place That's in this true. movie <laughs> that it doesn't feel like New Jersey sometimes. But well, I don't know about that. It's the toxic chemical capital of the world. I like that that's right on their sign. Yep. And the population is a dead even 15,000. Convenient. How about that? <laughs> we get to go to the, the catalyst location of our movie. It's the Tromaville Health Club. Yeah. And we got a 80 scantily clad gym montage. This gym is nuts. It's insane. It feels like they just found a room, just like a any room that they can find in the world, and just threw gym equipment in it yep. and called an extra saying, hey, make it look like you're working out, because this is just nuts. Make it look like you're horny and working out. You have to be very horny. I forgot about that. <laughs> Extremely horny. 
We also get introduced to our hero. Yes, our hero. 98 pound Melvin Ferd. Melvin Ferd the third. The third? Yep. That's fantastic. Isn't it? I love it. Did you look on IMDb? I did. His name's different. It is. Why? They changed his name in the sequels. Why? I don't <laughs> Again, know. His name on IMDb is Melvin Junko. Yeah. Okay. They changed his name to Junko in the sequels, and I guess IMDb was like, oh, we'll change it in the first one. Fine. So you could link all of his appearances oh, as a that's character. What, that's what we wanted to do. Right. That's right. Who cares about what was in the movie? You also get your typical just, I don't know, your comic health club folk of like yes. the girl dancing with the potato chips and for some reason she has to go the whole nine and have a candy bar at the same time yep you and get to back see pocket. Yeah. yep you get to see just a large man shirtless getting his belly massaged yeah that will end up it being turns out the being mayor. the mayor <laughs> the mayor in this movie and then you get to meet our first air quote villains i we could we could say that does this movie have a villain i think it has a ton of them yeah they're kind of everywhere but but none of them are really the, the main. Yeah. I guess these would be our main antagonists. Sure. I guess. We get the first line of dialogue of this movie. <laughs> Will you look at that fucking guy? And I was in. I'm the in. mop boy. Can't even mop right. <laughs> and Melvin Ferd is just mopping up on the side of this pool oh. at their end because it's Bozo and Sluggo. Or Bo- Bozo, Bozo and, and Slug. Slug. Those are the these villainous Bozo. fellas. I love that his name is Bozo. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. He's stressing me out, Julie. He's stressing me. That's Bozo's big thing the entire way. I He's love just it. very stressed. I love he it. He doesn't stop reminding us how stressed he is. It's really stressing me. <laughs> they don't like Melvin because he's always smiling. I don't know what he's smiling right. at. Right. So he's got that shit eating grin. He's kind of like a carefree fella. And I feel like Bozo doesn't just like him for that. Mopping around. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so stressed. Yeah. He's like, how come this guy isn't so stressed? Exactly. He's a little nerd. And he's a janitor and can't even do that right. No, because he ends up mopping up near this hot tub where Bozo and Slug. And what is it? Wanda and Julie? Yeah. Just two random girls. They're there. Very scantily clad. Very. All the ladies in this movie, clothing optional. Yeah, basically. But as he's mopping up, he puts the dirty mop into the hot tub because he's not paying attention. And Bozo doesn't like that. Oh, Bozo doesn't like that at all. He yells at Melvin that he's screwing up his karma. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Screwing up his karma. And then they kind of slug and Bozo kind of toss him back and forth while they yell at him and- Bozo's saying that the only organ he really needs to work out is his dick. Yep. And then he freaks out that he's fat. Yeah. That's Bozo for you. That's Bozo. He is He's high nuts. strung. He's not any crazier any character in this movie, though. No. When somehow, you break it all down. Uh, he might be the craziest one. I don't think he is, because we go to a Mexican restaurant later. That's true. Okay. So that's the, that's Bozo fair. is just a uh, good warm-up. Yeah. Good warm-up act for this movie. Yeah. In the locker room. What is it? I guess it's Julie is talking to Bozo and she starts pointing to this article that's on the door and it's the saying like the hit and run drivers are still at large Julie or and whatever slug. it is. It's Julian Slug. Julian Slug. I don't. They're a, yeah, they're a they're, thing. It's all confusing. They're an item. They are. In fact, the actors who played them ended up getting married and later divorced. That sounds about right. Yeah. Slug reminded hey, me of. We of, have uh, a theory about. Yeah. About people who meet on terrible movies. That's a good point. So. This is the one. It had to be. It had to be two of these people. Yeah. Slug looks like the older brother from the Goonies to me. In yeah. In every sense. And he has the headband and everything. And he's yeah. just, it was distracting. Yeah. He, he looks like a, like they were like, let's get an older Corey Haim. Sure. <laughs> that's very fair. Because Corey Haim's too young in the 80s to play this part, but that's what we want. Yeah. Do you think Corey Haim would have openly talked about running people over in a car? 
in this locker room. I mean, because that's what's happening here. He paid the guy fifteen bucks, so they were all alone. That's a good point. <laughs> but still, would <laughs> when you have clippings of your murders inside, <laughs> inside your locker? What's crazier is that Julie starts getting really turned on talking about Wanda. broken bones and, and Wanda. Wanda, motherfuck, man, these two are confusing <laughs> to me. They are. They're very similar. Yeah. But it's Wanda. She's getting real horny talking about broken bones and blood. Yeah. She's like, something about hit and runs and murder makes her real horned up. Yeah, and then Slug's going to do a hit and run on her in the bone zone. hey But Melvin's still mopping around. Sure is. And he walks in on him. What do you think of Melvin's faces? They're a little over the top. They're extraordinarily over the top. They, uh, they remind me of Colin Farrell. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far with it. I I think, he, no, I would go farther. That's where it goes. Oh, yeah. They're nuts. They're and insane. He, and this actor, Mark Torgel, has these massive teeth. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know, he's a perfect Melvin for the third. Yeah, he's he's believable as the 98-pound nerd sure. editor. I love it. He's going to walk in on him. Just watches them smiling. Doesn't really know what to do. He starts breathing really heavily. I don't know if you heard it, but he's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, alerts the two who are. I don't think they really cared all that much. They called him a pervert and yelled at him, but they just kept going. Well, she threatened to kill him. She pulled a knife. Yeah. But she wasn't going to get off. That's true. She was trying to get off. She wasn't trying to get off. Especially with that guy under her. Hey. 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 (laughs) So we cut to the streets of Tromaville. Naturally. And Bozo's driving this. this, What is this car? I think it's a Firebird, but I'm really not sure. It's just a white. It's got like stickers on it. Yeah. It's very stickered up. But they're not like professionally applied No, it looks stickers. like a five-year-old came and just yeah. went to town. Somebody cut out flames of some like shiny yeah. paper and like scotch taped it to the side yeah. of the car. Bozo and Slug are driving around with the girls in the backseat and they're talking about a point system that they have. Yeah, Bozo wants the rules. What are the rules? There's like a like a tape thing that has like the cross out symbol oh, on it yeah. that says like, hey, no babies, no dogs. Like they have a, a you're not allowed to hit certain things with the know. car. I wasn't. Reading like a that, stroller. I wasn't reading that as things you weren't allowed to hit. I was reading it as those what we were aiming for. The X's were kill these things. Really? That's how I read it. I don't think so. Especially when one of the rules was kids under 12 are worth double, double points. Double points. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally, we're going to see this child go out on his bicycle at night because- After a- New a, Jersey. A <laughs> I don't know. Sling of racial slurs. Yeah, they go wild. Yeah. But this kid's riding his bike- Bozo's going to taunt the kid by riding next to him. And they decide, you're the one. Yeah. You're the one. How much for a kid on the bike? <laughs> Did you think they were going to go there? I wasn't Because this sure. movie hadn't set up anything yet. That's true. So like, they're talking about hitting a kid on a bike. But did you think they were going to actually do it? Um, I'm going to say yes. I thought they were going to do it. I didn't know how much they were going to show of it. So they turn the car around and they come on back and they just hit this kid straight on. <laughs> yeah. They re- and he goes flying yeah holy shit he goes fine kid's name is skippy by the way skippy how fun is that for (laughs) how appropriate yeah skippy starts they get no not even that because bozo gets really excited because this is what relieves his stress all right as he keeps saying this is why he does it ah ah i feel so much better and then i i think it's wanda she says the kid's still moving and he's he's like crawling toward his bike like lieutenant his legs are not moving yeah we gotta go back and get him again (laughs) yeah so they turn the car back oh. around. I feel like this sets the tone for the movie. Yeah, this this pretty much nails it. Because they run over the kid's skull. Yeah. And you and see everything. It explodes. It goes pop. Yeah. And it's a bloody mess. 
Yep. So clearly, Wanda and Julie are going to get out and take pictures. Yeah, they start taking Polaroid photos of this, talking about how exciting the new camera is. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh the kid's head is very squished. We're still we see the gore on the ground and everything. It's real gross. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bozo wants to go again. He's like, I got to do another one. But uh, Slug says that he has to get home because to be up early for church in the morning. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, yeah, church. Oh, OK. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and then <laughs> how incredible is that? Oh, my God. What? What the fuck is happening in this movie? What is happening? I'd like to welcome you to the Cape Podcast. Yeah, welcome. It's a show where we talk about some supermen and superwomen. A child's skull just got run over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I was ready for this one. <laughs> the next day in the health club, there's an aerobic instructor just getting mad at the class because yeah, they're not doing what he wants. They call what he pitiful. Does. Whatever. Slug's going to come in and he puts a live snake down the back of the shirt because bullies. How does he get over to him and put a snake in his shirt with nobody in the class being like, hey, what's that guy doing? Right. Then, of course, the aerobic instructor is going to start dancing. He feels a snake and then everyone's going to start doing of the, course, everybody, the get the snake out of my shirt everybody's dance. Everybody's got to do the get snake Whatever out. it is. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're trying to establish Slug as a villain after we already saw him, him run, run over, over a, a kid's head. Skull. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, we get it. The snake's worse? I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't feel that bad, the snake part. Yeah, right? Comparatively. Comparatively, that's yeah. that's nothing. Then so, the Bozo gang's playing racquetball. Playing racquetball. I, I love how Melvin, Melvin is cleaning is the glass. Right up against the window. <laughs> He's got his face, face literally against pushed it. against it. Oh, my God. It's terrific. It's great. I like how Bozo hits the ball at him and he jumps back all scared and whatever. Oh, man. But basically, they're like, this This Melvin guy's got to go. Let's let's. They come up with a plan. plan. The girls are like doing this dancing thing as they come up with the plan. Yeah. 80s. The 80s, That's man. all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. People danced when they huddled. Back at the pool. Yeah, this movie moves, by the way. Yeah. This moves. Back at the pool, Julie comes to apologize to Melvin for being so mean. Yeah. She was she was kind of mean to him yesterday when, yeah. when he got the mop in the hot tub. Yeah. She's like, we overreacted, blah, blah, blah. She says she needs help from him with something, but she can't tell him what it is in front of all these people. Right. So she needs him to meet her in the girls' locker room later. Yep. He's going to do that. Yeah. What do you think of the the Bozo and Slug quick shot here of the them doing sit-ups? sit-ups? And I don't know if that's a cigarette. Oh. But either way, they're doing sure. sit-ups and they're just passing the joint. Yeah. Just back and forth as they do it. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat. They were on like 400 something too, so good for them. Yeah. Must be working. I guess. I wrote, that's how real men work out. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Toe-to-toe, doing sit-ups, passing the joint back and forth. Yeah. Then we get introduced to... <laughs> Our game changer of sorts? Yeah. It's some sort of truck that Our... says high tox chemical waste disposal. It is a truck. With a sign on it. Carrying radioactive. How <laughs> <Can> open? <laughs> cancerogenic toxic waste. <laughs> the tops on these things They're... are wide yeah. open. No lids Always on them. Is the green They're not even strapped slot. down. When you see the truck stop, everything, everything slides, slides forward. It's amazing. These truck drivers are there and they're just driving. You know, the guy and in the passenger the one... seat is tying a noose. Yeah, he is. I, I didn't want to rewind it to do it. I watched this on YouTube, yeah. and it was just complicated to rewind because I had to watch things twice, whatever it was. He's tying a noose. What the fuck? He's just tying a noose. Casually. And then he holds up a comically large bag of cocaine. Yes. And the driver says, oh, why did you say let's so? Let's do it. Let's and they stop over. the truck in front of the Tromville Health Club. Yeah. In the girls' locker room, Julie is in her underwear. She's Maybe it's a bathing suit. Underwear was small then, or fair, bathing suits were small then. Yeah. Whatever this is, it's small. They're getting back to that size. I don't know if you've been to the beach recently. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she convinces Melvin that she has the hots for him. Yeah. She says she wants to do it. Do it? Do it. Do what? 
Melvin's terrific. Melvin is something else. <laughs> He's uh, So he goes in for the kiss, and she immediately stops him. She says, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not wearing pink. It's her favorite color. She's wearing pink. She wants him to wear pink. Pink gets her real horned up. So she pulls sure. out this tutu. Yep. <laughs> and says, you wear it. I'll meet you by the pool. <laughs> yeah. And then she takes her top off. So like. Her tan lines are insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Real... They, they look like triangles that just come up from the bottom. Yeah. They look just weird. Well, I mean, it's the size of the bathing suit. I get it. wasn't the size of this bathing suit that we saw. I need to stop holding my hands like, yeah, I, have, like I have boobs I'm, while I'm describing I'm this I'm getting to weirded you. out over here. <laughs> yeah, fair. Talk about commitment to a prank. Yeah. She just pulled her top off for the nerd. Yeah. So, like, really? Sure. Even if everything goes bad, he's still he's still kind of one. Uh, well, unless things, all, go, he didn't unless go, things go real bad. Uh, let's see how they go real bad. <laughs> all right. He goes to this pool. And the lights are out. Yeah. It is completely I love this, the tutu. The full body pink suit with the tutu and the green polka dots. Yep. And he's just dancing his way to the pool with a mop because he's like, I'm about to do it. Yep. He's got his mop. Of course he has his mop. When he gets there, when the lights are out, he's trying to find her. Julie says, over here. Wanda? Julie. Julie. God damn it. Yeah. Julie says, hey, over here, over here. And he goes over there and they flick the lights on and- Everyone from the health club is there, and they're watching all just him. Pointing Somehow and he didn't bump in any of them because but he's, that's fine. He's basically making out with a goat or he, a, a sheep. He's not basically. He's making out with a goat. He's making out with a sheep. Yeah, with lipstick on. Right. They didn't tell uh, poor Mark Torgel this during filming, but that sheep had lice. <laughs> what the hell? Get a different sheep, right? <laughs> okay. I don't know. But they didn't oh, tell him oh, until well. after. So yeah, that sheep had lice. Obviously embarrassed, Melvin starts to run away. Sure, really and awkwardly. Everybody chases him because they're that's not what even, you do. They're not even really chasing him. They're just kind of making the laughing just stay with him. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do anything if they got to him except surround him and laugh and more. And laugh more, right. Yeah. But Either way, they chase him up these stairs and then he dives out a window. He jumps out a window. Head first and lands head first into a barrel of toxic waste. You ever been so embarrassed you wanted to jump out a window? Uh, one time when I was wearing a pink tutu and I had just gotten stood up at my Tromaville health club. And you were making out with the sheep? Uh, yeah. The- with lice. I guess they had to get him out that window somehow. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. He falls into the cancerogenic toxic waste. Yeah. I love the two guys in the truck just kind of sit up and look at each other and their entire faces it's white. Go white. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> Insane. What blew my mind is out on this street, Melvin's writhing around on the ground after he gets out of this yeah. thing. Clearly covered in burns. Clearly. And, and everyone just keeps laughing at him still. Still. And laughing. then just a lot of bystanders from the street come and start laughing at him more. Yeah. Bose was like, ah, he's faking it. That's weird to me that all these bystanders show up because this scene was filmed 15 minutes from where I grew up. This oh. scene was filmed in Booton, New Jersey. It was in Booton? Yeah. I've been to Booton. Yep. I didn't know that. That blew my mind. Uh, that's that amazing. This was filmed right around the corner. I didn't realize that that's where this scene was filmed. Yeah. Right on the streets. I saw in the in the notes that I took that there were fil- they scenes did, yeah, filmed in Booton, New Jersey, Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. Obviously stuff in New York as well, but. Yeah, this is... Uh, neat. Neat. Very neat. So Bozo is like, he's faking it. If he can't take <laughs> a joke, he stinks. How is he faking it? Right? He's The cops come over and try to help him, and their hands light on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, out of nowhere, you see Melvin running down the street on yeah, fire. on fire. Fully engulfed in flame. Classic. Don't know how he gets home. Nope. I'm assuming he just runs a fire. He runs a flame on, on, yeah. on home. We don't see any of this because the next thing we see. Oh, I just want to make a note. Yeah, Night on Bald Mountain. That's his theme song. Night on Bald Mountain. That's gonna be his his, his that is thing. The first instance of Night on Bald Mountain. First of many. 
to Melvin's house we go. How did Melvin end up getting into his home and going up to this this bathroom without his mother noticing a flaming man running into the house? I mean, he probably wasn't on fire by the time he got home. Still screaming. Yeah. He decides he's going to take a bath. I mean, for whatever he's reason, try to wash. He's toxic just waste screaming this entire scene. His mom's at the door, like Melvin. Are you okay, you Melvin? Right, Melvin. <laughs> he's getting real gross. His hair's his coming hair's out. His hair's coming out. His skin is. He starts to boiling and transform. Yeah. What did you think of this transformation? It was uh, it was pretty neat. It I thought the effects in this grotesque were incredible. But, yeah. For what this movie for is, what as this a movie whole, is, those effects are amazing. Apparently, Mark Torgle actually directed this scene. Very cool. So. Okay. I think the effects in this movie are pretty great all around. Yeah, for what it is. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because even the skull well, pop everything was practical. looked incredible for there how was, gross it was. There, I mean, the budget for this movie was minimal. So $475,000 Everything it did was practical. Yeah. Then a bald mountain starts playing again. Do you want to know why? transforming. Because Toxie's here. Toxie's here. His mom looks all happy at the door saying, oh, he must have finally reached puberty. Because she heard a lower, a lower voice in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> How old do you think Melvin is supposed to be? I took it as him being like 16, 17, somewhere in there. You think? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And I kind of took Bozo and Slug maybe 1920-ish. Yeah. Definitely not old enough to right. do stuff, like have a job and whatnot. They're not going to school. Are we kidding? But, Clearly. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Toxie's going to take to the streets, and we're going to cut to Shinbone Alley. Shinbone Alley. In Shinbone Alley? we got three people here. <laughs> we have Cigarface, what Knuckles, and Nipples. What a name. All of them. <laughs> Terrific. They came up with Cigarface on the spot because- He was just smoking a cigar? Because Dan Snow was lighting up a cigar, and they're like, boom. You're that's, Cigarface. That's your character. I feel like it's a Dick Tracy villain name. It sounds like it. Pretty much. <laughs> Knuckles, he's holding a bat. I don't yep. know why he's Knuckles, but uh, Okay. They- because he's, he's the puncher guy. Nipples. He's dressed as a female. He is. Yep. That's his whole shtick. That's it. That's his thing. Toxic Avenger. It's great. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> they're going to bribe Officer O'Clancy. They're going to try to. They're going to try to. That's their intent. Yep. They have all this money. They're like, we're going to give it to O'Clancy. Ah. But O'Clancy shows up, and he, he's not taking that bribe. He doesn't want to take it. No. So they start beating him up. They do. And then Cigarface says, you want to know why they call me Cigarface? <laughs> and he puts his cigar out. On his face. face. Sure. Yeah. So he gets beat up pretty bad. Yeah, he gets thrown into this pile of garbage, and Cigarface is going to- It seems like gonna, it's, it's probably yeah. the end. Yeah, he comes over to him, and he holds the gun up to his nose, says he's going to blow his nose off. The guy in the dress says, the boss says that if he doesn't want to cooperate, we should make love to him. To which he moves the gun down to his junk. Yep. And just holds the gun there, and O'Clancy is just going, oh, God, yep. no. When when things look like they're uh, they're at their worst. Oh, what's that? Do I hear Night on Bald Mountain a third time? Toxie saves the day! He's here, and he tears out some baddies' hair. Yep. And then he's uh, he's going to go on a little bit of a rampage here. He starts just, like, boxing Cigarface's yeah. face. Yeah. Like a like a speed bag. Pretty great. It is. Whole time, we're not seeing what Toxie looks like. We're just no. seeing the, his back. Just his back. Yeah. And he's got, like, a burned shirt on. He's probably six... And a half feet tall. Yeah. Not even overly tall. He's but just like, tall. He's tall. And he's, yeah. well, not even overly muscular either, but he's fit now. I mean, if you compare him to the other people in this movie, he's he's pretty muscular. He's pretty fit. Yeah. For sure. Especially when you consider everybody else were in the gym and they look the way they do. Yeah. And since we don't see him actually, like his face, right. you just hear this voiceover of Toxie talking oh, to people. 
the voiceover. <laughs> and it's this very like low and silky voice. Is Kenneth it the narrator? Kessler. Is it the narrator? I don't think From it the is beginning? the narrator. Okay. But it's Kenneth Kessler. Sure. And his voice sounds nothing like you think it should. Like looking at him? Oh no, I don't mean I don't mean the actor. Okay. Oh, I, what, I mean, Toxie sounds like you should be reading you like a, yeah, like a Shakespearean play or something like that. Not even. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, Charles Dickens. The at voice Christmas. doesn't match. <laughs> it is silky. Yeah, like introducing you to nice, cool half hour block of smooth jazz. Oh, <laughs> makes sense of this this choice of voice. Body talk. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Toxie's gonna rip off a dude's nose. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna rip off Knuckles' nose, and then he's gonna poke out Nipple's eyes. Yep. Oh, you see it all, by the way. Oh yeah, everything. You see the eyes. The, the eyes were in the face, and they're not in the and face. And they're not. They're on his fingers. Yes, like bugles. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then he's gonna uh, he's gonna shove Cigar Face into a barrel, and then he's gonna speed bag his his, his groin, his his nuttle area. Yeah, he's gonna yep speed bag the the speed bag. Yeah. A lot of ball hits in this movie. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Especially later ball on. Ball hits are funny. I don't know. Yeah. Simple as that. I guess now knuckles and nipples are yeah. up and Nuc- about. Nuts and nips are back yeah. up. And, and he's going to just bang their heads together like a pair of coconuts and, and they go splat. Break their skulls and we see brains. and We do see a lot of brains. Yeah. And then he mops their faces. Yeah, he lays a mop on them. It's yeah. his calling card. It's, <laughs> it's do, a lot like. Do heroes <laughs> usually have a calling card? Uh, seems like more of a villain thing. It seems like more of a villain thing. It's kind of like the Rose and Daredevil, I suppose. Okay, yeah. Something like that. But, but also, not on Bald Mountain Plains again. Sure it's the fourth. Time. It's going to keep going. Yeah. It's going to just assume when Toxie's here, not on Bald Mountain Oh, no. I made notes every time it plays. Fair enough. Cigar Face gets up and, goes and runs away. He's got a very high voice. It's very high because his and nuts are now somewhere in his throat. says a bad word. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot of... A lot of, lot of slurs. This movie's not PC. A lot, a lot of movies. Don't let it trick you into thinking of, it's PC. It's of, not yeah, PC. Yeah. Whatever we say about them showing brutal murders and gruesome yeah. deaths, don't think Which this is, is amazing a PC since, movie. Which is amazing this movie spawned a cartoon series later on. Yeah, a kid's show. A kid's show. A Saturday morning kid's show. Makes sense, right? Naturally. The Toxic Crusaders. So, so Toxie's going to go and uh, he's going to reassure Officer O'Clancy that I'm not going to hurt you. He helps him up. And O'Clancy's terrified. So he yeah. starts running away. And what does Toxie say? Bye. <laughs> yes. It's the line that keeps on giving. I love it. Who knew such an easy line would be oh, so Oh, you great. got me. At the police station, the press is going to question this cop about what happened because, of course, there's press there? Immediately. Does this police station only consist of the jail area? Like the bars and all? Because it seems that's like the it. only place they go to. Yeah. He's sit- Mel Clancy's sitting there. He's all banged up and everything. He's got bandages and all that. Monster saved his life. Yeah. He lets everyone know it. Yeah. Monster was a hero. And then the newspaper says, the monster mops up mobsters. Mops up mobsters. I like that That's alliteration great. a lot. Terrific. Monster mops up mobsters. Oh, I'd buy that newspaper. Yeah. We've established a bit of this movie now. Yeah. Where's your opinion falling? We're taking a quick break, a quick check on Brian, the litmus strip that is this movie. It's extreme. Yes. But Before I'm having... you ask, could not find a screening on it. But uh, Oh, really? That's <laughs> surprising. Strange, yeah. Yeah, the screen it says just don't. <laughs> it's fun. I'm having fun. It's, I can say that. Sure. Okay. It's extreme, but I'm having fun. We'll check back in. All right. We get to meet our mayor on a billboard. Yes. The billboard says reelect mayor Peter Belgoody. Peter Belgoody. For a healthy Tromaville, he's a very unhealthy man. He's, he is. He does large. not look like the picture of health. No. And no. The, they don't even hide that. No. 
Not even a little bit. Earlier, he was laying basically on a sandwich. Yes. Which apparently the crew then ate. Low budget, man. You got to yeah. do what you got to do. <laughs> what you got to do. What did you think of this police chief? Oh, this guy is definitely <laughs> a Nazi. 100%. Back when that would play for laughs. Yes. And wouldn't be too real. Right. <laughs> 35 years after the end of World War II. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy's doing just an insane German accent. Oh, absolutely. It's way Completely over the top. out there. I love it. It's pretty great. It's great. There's another guy in there. I have no idea who he is, but nope. his comb over is bananas. It is. And then we got our mayor who's just talking. Yeah. And his shirt is just fully sweat through. <laughs> yep. Picture of health. I think that this is the scene where I like, it took me out of the movie in the best way possible. Okay. Because these are all choices that were made for this movie. Yeah. This is not a movie that's taking itself seriously. No, not at all. It's one of those things where a lot of the movies that we talk about, I know my brother-in-law, Kevin, gave me shit for Wonder Woman. When he saw the Lasso of Truth, he kept calling it a glowing piece of spaghetti. And he said it took him out. And then he picked on me for not being, like, not seeing that. And I was like, yeah, I told him. You don't notice that type of stuff when you're in the movie. Right. When something takes you out of the movie, then you can get, you can put stuff under a microscope a little bit easier and get nitpicky with it. Yeah. Here, I'm out of the movie and enjoying every bit of it. Yeah. Because everything oh, in here true. is a choice. It's one of those things where this movie and a lot of trauma movies are not made for the box office. They're not made to make money. They're made you're for You're not supposed to get sucked into this. No. This is strictly for you to sit there and enjoy every bit of what's happening. Just yeah. in, have a good experience. Yeah. And that could be coming from a million different directions. There's a lot of movies like that, Dave. Yeah. Where you, you're supposed to just go in and enjoy yourself. Yeah, but those take themselves <laughs> they take themselves very seriously. Yeah. Whereas this one's not. All That's these true. choices that are getting made, they're not saying we're gonna win a fucking Oscar with this thing. No, no, they're we're here to entertain they're you. Intentionally doing exactly what's happening here. And it's and yeah. isn't that realizing a director's vision when he has all yeah. this going on and he's just firing away and it's all coming out aces every single time? Yeah. This is a good fucking movie. It's a, that's a solid point, actually. Basically, they're they're recapping to the mayor what happened. Right. In, in Shinbone Alley. Exactly. Ah, it was gruesome. Ah, you should see my ex-wife or whatever. And jokes. Then, just jokes. There's no suspects. But then we find out the mayor is corrupt because he was the one who was like, well, did... Did O'Clancy take the bribe? Nope. No. But they do. The police chief hands the mayor his collections for the night, which right. means the police chief's in on it, too. This whole system is... It's rotten, I tell you. Oh, rotten. boy. It stinks to high heaven. Then we go to one of the weirder choices in this movie. Yep. Where I thought it was a bit of audience manipulation. Yo, I think so. Where Toxie is just walking around outside in the broad daylight, and then you cut to the Tromville Health Club, and there's a girl in a sauna. It's Wanda. It's Wanda. Thank you. <laughs> and just a creature in a dirty blanket. Covered sneaks, in a blanket. Yeah, it sneaks up on her. Shadowy, walking like Igor. figure. Yeah. And it's just slug. It's just slug. Scaring just her. Fine. Goof, goofing off. Makes you think that it's Toxie, though. and that's It does. Because you see Toxie outside, and it's like, yeah, then that shot didn't need to be there. Right. Because Toxie then, well, they make fun of Melvin after right. they, yeah. And Again. They call him the elephant, man. They got nothing better to do. Right. Unreal. Kids these days. Those, those days. Get them a PlayStation. Tell them to go find the hobby. Right. Get out of here. You Go read a book. Toxie's going to go home. Yep. At his house, his mom opens the door and just screams. She just screams and then slams the door. That's in his an face. ADR scream. Her mouth is not doing what the vocals were doing yeah. at all. <laughs> well, that's perfect because that's how her son is the whole movie. <laughs> right. 
runs in the family. But then we get a sad Toxie. Of course. He's all hurt because mommy just, won't let him home. And the door in his face. Yeah, so he just starts wandering all sad. Goes he, on the train tracks like sad Hulk. Yep, yep. He sits on a, on a dock or something. Yep. He just looks in the water. And then he ends up at the dump yard. He finds a new home. There's an abandoned trailer at the toxic dump yard. Yep. And he, he makes it a little home sweet home. And he hangs up a picture of mommy. It says mommy on it. Yep. <laughs> Written like a child wrote it. At the mayor's, there's a bunch of dancing girls for yep. reasons. And there's one guy who's just totally in it. The mayor asks if he's dead <laughs> and he's talking to him. We kind of figure out the whole plot of this movie here. Yeah, he sort of. Not one really. Scene, you, they just talk about it, how there is a dump and it's where Toxie has just moved into. Yep. And the mayor says, oh, that's pretty good land. We don't want them to use it for a dump. And they say, oh, you are aware that the only other piece of land is 20 feet away from the reservoir. Ha, 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 ha. Do it. And we they, have a deal. They laugh. Yeah. Because evil, they're sinister. Mm. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, we're gonna. I mean, the mayor's gotta drink that water too. This is classic Lex Luthor. It's not even classic Lex Luthor. No. It's it's more no, it's President Scrooge's baseballs. Yep, exactly. Got to breathe that air. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you they have the same password in their luggage. It's very possible. I do know that one of Lloyd Kaufman's inspirations behind this is Mel Brooks, as it should be. Makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna head on over to. The Mexican place. This Mexican restaurant's nuts. It's also called The Mexican Place. Is it really? <laughs> the location that they filmed at was yeah. literally called The Mexican Place. Okay. So they didn't have to change it. No. It was already that Good ridiculous. For them. This felt like, I don't know, American graffiti outside the diner where you see just all these cars and all these kids lined up just sitting there. Yeah. But they're doing that outside this Mexican restaurant. Right. What the hell, movie? Why not? Inside this Mexican restaurant. We got a bunch of townspeople. We're getting possibly the craziest scene we've talked about so far. Oh, yeah. It's not possibly. It's 100% it's the craziest, the craziest scene. scene we've talked about so far. We get some robbers. They're not just any robbers. Yeah, they're not just There's three robbers. of them. One of them is named Leroy. Leroy. And he has half his, he's got like a clown face He's like going. a combination of Two-Face and the Joker. That's very fair. Yeah. There's another dude named Frank. Frank. Just a, a black dude. He seems like he's kind of the ringleader. He seems like it, but, but I'm not, not sure. really sure. Yeah. And there's just another guy named Rico and who's Rico. just out there. Rico's a, bonkers. Yeah. He's a strange guy. But they walk in and they start demanding money right. from all these people within the restaurant. And you know what? As robbers, that seems like a reasonable request. What doesn't seem reasonable- Things go off the rails. Very, very quick. I don't think they ever got on the rails. No, I don't think because they Because were... Leroy pulls out a shotgun. Yep. And then he walks over to a baby. He aims it at a baby. And he aims it point blank at a baby. Pat Kilpatrick is the, the actor who played Leroy. He sure is. Of all the crazy things that happened in this movie, that's the thing that made him quit, was pointing a gun at a baby. But they filmed this part last or something? They must or, have. Holy shit, because he does some nutty stuff. His close-up is terrifying. Oh, this. yeah. He's terrifying. You know what? He actually reminds me more of like the clowns in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. In any of those dream sequences. Yeah. They're terrifying. Yeah. I can see that. After he's pointing this gun at the baby, Frank decides to start announcing like their presence almost. Yeah. And he starts saying, there's my boy Leroy. Yeah, he introduces my them name all is, by name. The, the guy over there, that's, that's Rico. That's Rico. And me, yours truly, yours truly. Frank. It's like, why would you introduce Frank. yourself during a heist? Yeah. And then Leroy's going to go over and he's going he's gonna to start teasing some, some teens. Like, teeny boppers. You, you like video games, teeny boppers? <laughs> I love that line. It's very good. And there's, there's a nice upstanding citizen. He's going to, well, he's not standing for long. Nope. Because he gets blown away he, after he says, ah, why don't you pick out the sign around? Oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't bang. Bang. Shot in the stomach. Yeah. His death is 
crazy too because yep. he gets on the you see him on the floor and he's just a quick he's little shaking twitch. And, yep, and lots of blood. A lot of blood. Yep, whole lot of blood. Comical amount of blood. Who? And he's dead. Yeah, just because I mean, one guy died, and we've already well there. We've, we've coconutted heads together and exploded those with brains. Yep, and then we have aimed a gun at a baby. In this movie so far, yep. blown a guy to smithereens. We've run over a child's skull. Let's go pick on a blind woman. So this blind woman named Sarah is sitting there, just not knowing what's going on. Frank's getting a little handsy with her before he realizes she's blind. Right. Then he gets real excited. He gets uh, a little more than handsy because... Did, did he outright rape her? He almost did. I don't think he got there. I'm not there. sure if he got there, but he uh, had he, her he was real bent close. over. But as he was... He was getting her into position. Yeah. Dog started acting up. Her seeing eye dog. Her seeing her eye dog. Yeah. And, uh, and he, Leroy didn't like that. He told Leroy to take care of it. Leroy takes care of it in um, exactly the way you think. He shoots a dog. Yeah, and he blasts that dog. The dog goes sliding across it's the floor. Not cool. It's extremely not cool. Apparently, it's the thing that Troma has gotten the most complaints about. I think I'm going to defend Troma in a second over that scene. They trained that dog to slide across the floor. That's actually pretty, on command. That's pretty neat. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other ones, you know what? I'll let them slide. They're movie magic. This one, but this one, this one. I'm gonna explain. It's spaghetti, paste, spray painted gray. They just threw it on the dog. Yep. Okay. Because you do see the dog laying there with a giant hole in its stomach. Yeah. The dog is very clearly breathing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and quickly too. Yeah. But I feel like that was just because it was lying on a floor. Yeah. I took this as that was not on purpose. Yeah. I felt like that was kind of their way out in case, you know, PETA came it's running. Like, yeah, he's, he's his, breathing. No, he's fine. That yeah. dog's totally fine. We actually trained him specifically Just to do this. Slide for the across scene. the floor that and throw spaghetti on him. be better. Yeah. He's gonna, we're going to see him at Westminster next year. He's going to just run that thing like a champ. <laughs> but yeah, that's the scene out of this entire movie that got the most complaints. I can understand that one. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, because that, was, that was, was the first time yeah. I wrote in all caps. He shot the dog. Yeah. yeah, I wrote, holy fuck, he just shot the dog. <laughs> and then Frank decides to introduce... Sarah to Ben Dover. He said, oh. <laughs> he oh, says, <geez. laughs> yeah. you know how I've always wanted to cornhole a blind bitch. Yeah, no, that's that's putting it out in our front street with his intentions wow. are in front of all these people. Suddenly money's not their thing. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to rape her, but then- Yeah, you might as well go say your thing. Go say your thing. on Bald Mountain there plays a fifth time. Toxie's here to save the day. He sh- that's exact word for word what I wrote down. <laughs> he's going to rip off Frank's arm. Yeah, and that's not even a metaphor for anything. He actually, his arm is on, and yep. then it is no longer on, and Frank is just spewing blood out of where his arm used to be. You don't notice it before this, but yeah. Frank's only using one arm this entire scene. So they just leaned in the whole way. Yeah, they were like, oh, we got a one-armed actor? Guess what we're doing? It's what a clever move. Brilliant. I didn't even notice. No, I didn't either until I read it and rewatched it. I was like, what oh my clever, God. What a clever, clever move. What's more clever is Toxie beats the hell out of Frank with that arm. Yes, he does. <laughs> You know what? Larry Sultan. <laughs> yeah. Good sport. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know how he lost the arm. Nope. But, but hey. Good sport. If you can laugh about it. <laughs> and everybody else can too. <laughs> Rico and Toxie are going to have a very long fight scene. Yes. He's... And Rico is an extraordinary stuntman. He is. And he pulls a samurai sword off the wall of a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, of course. You never been to one of those? Well, we'll get more into this Mexican restaurant in a bit. Oh no! I don't. I do want to know. I'm so curious. <laughs> but yeah, excellent fight. Uh, Rico's awesome. Yeah, he starts throwing him over I mean, the counter and he's stuff. Definitely he's definitely the goofiest looking of the three. Sure, sure. So I'm glad that he has some fighting acumen. 
I agree. He pulls out some nunchucks. Yeah. After he somehow gets disarmed of the. Yeah. Once, once he gets thrown sword. over the counter, Leroy's going to try his luck, and Toxie's going to turn him into a human Sunday. Yeah. He starts pouring whipped cream and ice cream, and, and he starts with milk. He basically yeah he, he milk boards him. <laughs> And I don't mean bored as in the bird sense from Iron Man 2. Nope, nope. I mean like waterboarding. Yeah. And after he puts all the ingredients for a ice cream sundae a into his Leroy mouth. Leroy sundae. He turns on the mixer. The milkshake And slides mixer. Leroy underneath it. Yeah. That's our hero, folks. That's, there the you toxic go. Toxic Avenger. There, there, there it is. He's a human sundae killed with a milkshake mixer. Rico comes back. Rico's going to come back. And... He gets just captured pretty quickly. Yeah. Out of this. Yeah. And Toxie is going to bend him. Well, he's going to put his hands into, into a, a basket, fry a basket. French fry yeah. basket. And then he bends these steel bars over him. I don't know. What I don't those understand are for. what the bars were for. I have for, no idea. But they were there and they weren't attached to anything. Yeah, so but then why he's not use them? He's just going to lower his hands into the deep fryer and he deep fries some hands. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Deep fried hands. Yep. And then somehow he's going to find Frank, Frank again. Frank with one arm Frank. He's just he's laying on the floor, bleeding out. Pick him up and put him into a pizza oven. Yeah. So now here's my question about this Mexican restaurant. Sure. It's a Mexican. It's called The Mexican Place. Yes. It has samurai swords on the wall. Yep. And they also clearly serve milkshakes and pizza. And french fries. Possibly. And it is currently a Popeye's in Rutherford, New Jersey. Holy hell. Yep. Really? Yep. Road trip. Road trip, indeed. <laughs> Brian and Dave go to Popeye's. Go to the Mexican restaurant. It's, it's not quite Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, but... That but movie annoys me. There's also no, no, no White Castle in Cherry movie, Hill. There is, but there's also there's, White no, Castle. No, there's not. No, because there's one in Clifton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just go to that one if they're leaving New York? I don't know. They could have just crossed the bridge and gone to the one in North Bergen over there. Yeah. They went to a city that doesn't have a White Castle to go yeah. to White Castle when there were other White Castles. Why don't they just research? Closer. A little research as the writer. I don't know. I feel like they spent all the money getting MPH anyway. That, that's that one. probably true. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not. Play Battleships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun scene. Yeah. That scene would actually be appropriate in this movie. Absolutely. Strangely. But yeah, we can we can go to the Popeyes. All right. We'll go to the Mexican place. Toxie's going to mop their faces. Yes. Now that they are- Deceased. Deceased. Right. And then he's going to rescue the blind woman. Yeah. And he helps her out of the back. Yeah. And she, then yeah. this love ballad starts playing. Yeah, Toxie and Sarah are just going to go on a nice romantic walk together. Hey, sometimes when you thwart a rape and you- <laughs> Yeah. Bring the blind woman home because her seeing eye dog just got shot. He's a hero. You start to feel something. There is a weird bit of production design in this. That's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a movie. Okay. And it's how when Sarah gets home, she's tripping over her own house. She says, I need to get my cane. She has probably 50 canes. 50 canes. And up. she knocks them all over. <laughs> we have so many blind jokes in this scene. It's She's insane. like, watch your step going in. And then she trips into her own apartment. Right. And it's strange how I had a big complaint about Ben Affleck being blind yeah. in Daredevil. Oh. And it was how he just kind of stared off into space. Yeah. Well, but when she's, she's not doing that. She's just looking straight up all the time. No, she's not. Her eyes actually bounce side to side. They, they do. actually like but react I feel like... to sound almost. She's not a good actress. No. Don't get me wrong. Okay. All I'm saying okay. is she plays a better blind person than Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's my only argument is that she reacts to things happening around she her. She does react to things ben happening Affleck around her. Whereas Ben Affleck is just derp face. But you can tell she's yeah. she's overdoing it like she will not subtly move her eyes she you, only goes, you think that the blind woman in this is going to be the one who uh, who directly st- subtle left in to this right movie to up to down there's they're never centered right but you think <laughs> no oh god no 
Then she she tries to point Toxie to the bed and she hits him in the crotch with her of course. cane. Another nutshot. Because nutshots and blind jokes. Right. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. This scene has a lot of knocking stuff over and dick whacking. If there were, oh, I don't have it on DVD yet. Yeah, Blu-ray. That's probably the chapter title. <laughs> knocking stuff over and dick whacking. Definitely. These cops are going to investigate the Mexican restaurant killings while eating Mexican food. And pizza and ice cream. Yes. Because this restaurant has everything. Choices. Now they have fried chicken. Choices. Oh, yeah. This movie knows exactly what it is. Yeah. And these are all corrupt cops. Of course. Of course. So they're all like, ah, oh, yeah. what's going on here? And the, the two the two taco Mexican place employees sitting on the floor. They're one terrified of, them, of everything that's happening. One of them's yeah. clearly drunk. So they're not we saw buying. Him take a drink because he reached into his pants into earlier his pants, yeah. and pulled out a bottle. So they're not buying anything he's saying yeah. about this monster, even though they've already heard about the monster from Officer O'Clancy. Right. They're still like, oh, yeah, I bet he was in here with a bunch of pink elephants, too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Toxie and Sarah are going to just talk more. Talk. She wants to touch his face. She wants to, well, she reads his fortune on his hand. Yep. Oh, you're right. First, he t- she wants to touch her face, and he he's says, like, no, oh, I got a rash. Got a like, like acne. Like, and he's like, yeah, that. Oh, you shouldn't be ashamed of acne. Yeah. He said, Every- everyone has it. Everybody has it. And she asks for his hand. She starts reading the fortune. <sighs> and after she reads his fortune, she says, oh, give me your other hand. And she reaches out. And she is just fully groping his- his Yep. His, his junk. Junk. Yeah. Just and that's fully. That's the whole scene. And her reaction is, oh. Yeah. It's a great reaction. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird scene. College? Question mark? I don't know. It, see, I think it's the mayor's, like... It's some sort of meeting... Town hall, hall. maybe. I yeah. feel like that's what it is, because it seems Snodberger. like it's all press. It's yeah. not college students. But yes, we have Dr. Snodberger. He starts explaining that the monster attacks only evil and bad people. Yeah, he he's commanded. Yeah. And then for some reason, he sneezes and blows his nose I, and wipes his nose on his sleeve. I'm pretty sure it's because his name sounds like Snotburger. Snotburger? And they yeah. just said... Wanna be funny? Yeah, let's double down on this. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Choices. He thinks that the monster has developed some sort of instinct for like attract the like he can like find evil. He has like an evil sensor in his head that he can just go get him. Yes. Evil Dar. We're gonna go back to the gym. We haven't been there in minutes. It's been a while. I want to remind everyone, this is an hour and twenty-two minute long movie. This is not long. All this stuff happens. We're not even there yet. Nope. This is Nope. Holy shit. Yeah. There's a weird dude in the gym kind of just dealing drugs to everybody. Yeah. He's got he's got joints. He's got steroids. He's doing it all. He's just, hey, here's yeah. some of this, here's and, some of this. And he's not being subtle. No. He's all. out in the open. And Wanda and Julia are just looking at these photos. Yeah. They got, in the locker room as well. They got photos. Sure. And then strange workout man is going to go work out. He's going to go. I first, guess. he's going to go yeah. directly to the mayor. Right. And say, here's the money from the... <laughs> Drug, I don't the drug program, right? Ha 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 ha. ha. Then he's gonna go work out naturally. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to the leg press. He starts doing his leg press. Toxie's here. Yep, Toxie's here. They don't play it. No, not nope. this time. Nope. I wonder why. I don't know. Either way, Toxie is going to lift the weights up. The whole gym is screaming and running away, but this guy just keeps. He just on keeps going. He's got to get presses. that burn, man. Yeah. And Toxie's gonna lift the weights up. He's going to slide this drug dealer underneath the weights. Yep. And then Toxie drops the weights on this man's face. Yeah. Uh, what a cool filmed scene. The, the yeah. perspective and everything. Oh, the point of view shot and then the bloody half skull. It's almost like they knew what they were doing. It seemed like choices. 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 They're all done on purpose. 
This is an expertly made movie for what it is. Yeah. It's a fact. That's uh it was something. Yeah. Also while they're there, Wanda's gonna head to the sauna. Yeah. And she's going to have the photos of the dead kid from earlier that they took. Yep. And she's gonna start touching herself. She's gonna rub her own rhubarb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh so she's getting off in the sauna. Toxie doesn't like that. Nope. I do like how when he's walking to the sauna, he stops in front of a sign oh, by the yeah. pool, and the sign says, persons with inflamed eyes, nasal, or ear discharges, boils, or other evidence, skin, or body infection shall be excluded from the pool. And he kind of, he's I like, kind of imagine he kind of went, ha. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's going to go into the sauna with Wanda there. He's wearing the blanket like Slug was earlier. Sure is. Sure is. So she's just like, oh, Slug, you still playing these games? And she's going to pull the blanket off. This is the first time we see Toxie. We get to see Toxie's face For the first time. It's weird to say we've talked about him a lot in this movie already. Yep. And we've never seen his face. Everything's been shot from behind. Yep. Or from the neck down. This is the first time we see his face. What'd you think? It was very Goonies. It's sloth (laughs) in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Yeah. I don't know. This is before Goonies. No, same year, technically. Right. Because Goonies came out in 85, I believe. Or 84? This was filmed in 83. Right. So these were probably getting shot at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Second Goonies reference this episode, too. Deformation was in that year. How about that? (laughs) With the one droopy eye and everything like that? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it's something to see. Yeah. And then we actually, we get to see him talk. Yeah. Voice is different, clearly. Voice is so bizarre. That different. But yeah, uh, it's different enough that you know it's different, right? But it doesn't go. I don't know. But the thing is, yeah. a lot of the times when he's talking, Mitch Cohen, who's playing Toxie, and then we have right. Kenneth Kessler, who's doing his voice. But sometimes they're both making noise at the same time, right? You have Mitch just going uh, like the whole movie, and then you have the other guy talking. with his smooth, silky voice on top yeah. of that. Uh. <laughs> it's very confusing. It is, and I love it. Yes. Oh, Toxie's going to also pick up. Wanda. Oh, yeah. And place her bare ass on those hot coals. Yep. Yep. That can't feel too good. No. Do you think... Is she dead? No. No? No. Okay. Do you know that she's not... I know for a fact she's not dead. Okay. How? Do we see her again? I don't remember. We don't, but some people sequels? did. No, some not Some people did. No. Okay. There's a Japanese cut of this movie. What? <laughs> yep. What? And there's also... I believe there's an extended cut. There's all sorts of fun stuff here that we can look into in the future. Okay. But we'll get there. Wow. All right. Toxie's just peeing green in an alley. Very strange. It's like thick. Yeah, it's neon pretty gross. green. Pretty gross. But this limo's going to pull up. Yeah. And some sort of pimp guy. We get a weird yeah. like Dr. Snodberger VO while he's peeing. Something about the evil. He's like, oh, he's attracted to evil. Or... Right. Like reminding us again. Bizarre. Of yeah, I agree. Choices. Yeah, but this pimp is going to bring this girl out and yeah, uh, uh, says, says she's she's twelve, twelve years old for twelve dollars. Yeah, so Toxie's gonna he's gonna attack this guy, right? At which point, six other guys get out of the limo. That's uh, usually a problem. It's a lot of guys. It is a lot of guys, but he's a toxic Avenger. He's gonna beat the hell out of them. He's gonna save this girl. We get kind of a montage. Yeah, of, we see him rescuing a baby at one point. He does he say, helps, yeah. he does say, things are going to change in this town. I'm not just a pretty face. I love it so much. And that's pretty much the delivery. He's in between yeah. the grunting and the, things are going to change in this town. I'm not just a pretty face. He's definitely playing it up. That's right. <laughs> I like how in this montage, he also reaches through a woman's like kitchen window. Yes. And helps her open a jar of popcorn. And when she hands it back, yeah. when he hands it back, it's all popped. Yep. 
because it was a jar of kernels. He opened it, handed it back, and it was How all cool pop, pop, that? Pop. Amazing. I have a question about yeah. this scene. When he hands the baby back to the woman, is the baby massive? It seemed like the baby got like a three-year-old. Huge. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was a giant baby. Like I feel like they're trying to play up that when he was holding the baby, it got bigger. You got me. I'm not sure though. The baby just looked. I will gladly huge. watch it again and tell you. But yeah, it was, it was a fun little Toxie helps people montage. Yeah, because then you get kids at the end of it holding up shirts that say like "I love the monster." I heart the monster hero. Yeah, and the paper reports that Tromville loves this guy. He's he's, he's won great. their hearts. And he's cleaning up the streets. And we know that he's a threat because the mayor says, if we don't kill him, he's going to kill us. Yeah, because he's he's taking care of just about everybody who's evil in this town except for us. Yeah. He said he got all, all the criminals are locked up already at the jail. You see, yeah. everyone's at the jail. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. It's a party. Yeah. Cigarface is back. Cigarface is back. And he's got some buddies, including Leroy, who died at the Mexican place. I didn't even notice. Yeah, he doesn't have the face paint on now. Oh, good for him. They just got re- another day of work. I think they yeah. just, yeah, they just reused the guy. Sure. So this also has been filmed before he had to pull a gun on a baby. Right. <laughs> this was probably his like tryout for it. Yeah. They asked on the day, hey, who's available Thursday? You went, All right, you got me. Okay. What do I got to do? In. Well, nothing serious. <laughs> don't worry yeah, about it. Don't worry about yeah. it. We'll tell, you, we'll tell you on the day. These six guys are going to surround Toxie with guns. They say they're going to give him six new assholes. Yeah. Toxie's just going to jump. He's going to jump and they're all going to shoot each other. Yep. And they all shoot each other. I love Toxie on this fire escape. Yes. And he's just got both middle fingers fully extended. And he's holding flowers. <laughs> he's the best. Toxie is the he's best. holding flowers and he's flipping them off as they all lay there dying. Yeah. I don't know when this is because now it's that was at night and now we're day. Now we're daytime. And Sarah, blind Sarah's going to bump into these group of mean bikers. Just a bunch of mean bikers and they're just. They're getting fresh with her because she's blind and yeah, pretty. Yeah, and she starts calling for Melvin, her boyfriend. And they're like, oh, Melvin. What's, yeah. what's Melvin going to do? And he shows up and he says, yeah, me, Melvin. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's one of my favorite lines ever. That's great. Brian, I love this movie a lot. I can tell. Like a whole lot. I'm coming around. Yeah? Yeah. It's fantastic. It's pretty good. They go back to Sarah's house? Yeah. Or... I guess that's what it is. Sarah's apartment. And she finally touches Toxie's face. She says he's beautiful. Yeah. I like Sarah. Sarah is nice. Kind of ditzy, but nice. Oh, I mean, blind jokes. They're funny. So we have to make her ditzy. Even besides, I guess so. It's been two years since I've touched a man. Yeah. And she uh, she lowers her hands a little bit. And he says, what are you doing to me? I've never felt like this before. And you see smoke rising from below the screen. What? Oh, that doesn't happen to you? What? (laughs) <laughs> no. Toxie and Sarah go and do it. Yeah, we get a weird mutant blind lady sex scene. We get to, we get to see it. It's brief, but we see it. We see, we a see lot enough. Of, a we lot see of enough. thrusting while everybody's still wearing clothes. Right. <laughs> right. So how did he pop this jar of popcorn kernels? And with her, I, oh, oh she's, she's got cancer for sure. Well, a million percent. Does it burn when you pee? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's going to make him breakfast. Yeah, and she just starts cracking <laughs> eggs everywhere. Oh, the eggs are going direct. The eggshells are going directly into yeah. the eggs. It's and very good. She makes so many eggs. I like how he's dressed also in this. I he has like a, he has like a Clark loud. Kent, just regular old Clark Kent oh, yeah. clothes going on here as he's eating this breakfast. I laughed out loud at all the eggs that were out there. Yeah. There were so many eggs. Yeah. And she's going to move in with him in the dump. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna move to the... I and next that's to the, the next step. Next to the picture of mommy, they hang a sign of a, a picture of the dog. Of the dog. Yeah. 
It's like a home sweet home thing. Who's that for? It's amazing because you see them like dancing and stuff and they're having a great time. They're in love and it's a wonderful little scene. It is. It's great. But who's that picture of the dog for? You got me. (laughs) (laughs) We've been to the health club in minutes. Oh, it's it's been a while. Hour 22 minute movie. Just saying it again. Yep. Yep. We're going to go back to the health club. Julie. Julie. It's her turn. Oh, we got it right. It's her turn. It's Julie's turn. Tox is going to sneak up behind Julie. In the locker room. In the locker. She's going to turn around. Nobody there. Right. What? He shows up underneath the bench that she's sitting on. Yep. He pops up from <laughs> under the bench. It's so, wow. so good. I love this because she's all scared in the corner and he's about to kill her. Yeah. And then another girl shows up and sees Toxie and freaks out. Do you know who it is? It's Marissa Tomei. It's Marissa Tomei. Another thing about trauma. It's launched a lot of careers. Oh, it has. Marissa Tomei just happens to be in this one. Yes. If you go off of other movies, Carmen Electra. Okay. The Chosen One. That's the trauma movie. Oh. Billy Bob Thornton. He was in Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. Naturally. Vanna White. What? Before she was slinging letters. What? Graduation Day. What? The Vanna White? Kevin Costner. Stop it. Was in a movie called Sizzle Beast USA. J.J. Abrams. Okay. Night Beast. Samuel L. Jackson. Death by Temptation. Vincent D'Onofrio, The First Turn On, David Boreanaz, Macabre Pair of Shorts, Paul Servino, Cry Uncle, James Gunn. Yeah, oh, I knew this one. Tromeo and Juliet. Juliet. Trey Parker, Matt Stone from Cannibal Musicals, we discussed already. Yep. And then, of course, Oliver Stone made his debut as an actor in The Battle of Love's Return. It's interesting that you bring up Vincent D'Onofrio. Why? Because he was almost cast, actually, he was cast in this movie. As Toxie? To play Bozo. That would have been distracting. Now, at least. Now it would have. But before before shooting started, he asked for a raise. And they're like, no. You're kicking a raise on a no-budget movie. They fired him, and they, they hired Gary Schneider. Gary Schneider's awesome. Everybody knows who Gary Schneider is. Yep. We talk about him all the time. He played Bozo in The Toxic Adventure. That guy. What I find interesting about the James Gunn part, though, is how Lloyd Kaufman and James Gunn stayed friends. Oh, yeah. Even after this, because Lloyd Kaufman has a cameo in Guardians, Guardians. of the Galaxy. He absolutely does. There was going to be a scene in Guardians 2 yeah. where there was supposed to be a scene on Earth featuring a character played by Nathan Fillion. Sure. as uh, He was like an Earth actor who played a hero in a lot of movies. Okay. And one of them was going to be Toxic Janitor 2. How neat would that have been? So that was going to be a little call out. I love it. But it got cut because they decided to take out the whole Earth scene. Oh, well. And the Wonder Man plot. You know what seems appropriate as of this recording? James Gunn just got hired back to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, he did. He said it's coming out after Suicide Squad, which is not a sequel. Right. It's a reboot. A reboot. Makes sense of that. That's the world we're living in right now, where they just put on a movie two years ago, and they said, it was there was one, we're going to reboot it. Yeah. And we're going to try again. We're going to reboot it's it. It's like, we're going to- We're going to keep- Yeah. We're going to keep at least one of the actors the same. They're going to keep multiple actors the same. They're really only replacing one, aren't they? I think the only one they're keeping oh, is no, Margot because- Robbie. Well, they're keeping the character of... They're, yeah, they're keeping the character yeah, of Deadshot, Deadshot but it's going to be Idris Elba now. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Did you hear about the other villains? The uh, other I squad? read who they were, and yeah. none of them are duplicates from the last movie. No, how amazing is that, though? That's great. Like Polka Dot Man? I can't wait to see that's what nuts. they do with that and how they do it. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. But if anybody can do it, it's James Gunn. Without a doubt. But part of the reason he, he got fired... He gets it. Part of the reason he got fired was because of tweets he put out when he was working for Trauma. Yeah. So there should be things that were kind of expected. Yes. Of somebody working you know for this what you got yourself company. into. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. all water under the bridge now. He's back, baby. 
Toxie's going to start wandering around trying to chase Julie, and they go into some basement. They're like in a basement, I guess. I don't know what this I is. I don't know. There's some but, weird. I don't know. There's rats. Yeah, he's going to catch her eventually. He's going to catch her, and he's fine. He's going to pull out some scissors. That's it. And then we cut. That's it. That's it. What an odd choice. We didn't see it. Did they shoot it and just not put it in here? Is it another cut? Is that just it? She's still alive. Oh. Ah. I wonder what he did then. At this point, yeah. I, I guess I could just tell you. Yeah. In the extended cut slash Japanese cut of the movie, sure. there's a, a removed scene where Wanda and Julie are at the police station and they're having a fight with each other. Wanda's wearing a big gauze bandage on her ass and Julie's completely bald. That's terrific. So he cut off all her hair and she's got a big old diaper. I like but they're that alive. I like yeah. that a lot. It's Bozo's turn. Yeah, we're back in the streets of Tromaville. You're right. And Bozo's stressed again. I'm stressing out. Because Julie's supposed to be there with the car. Yeah. So Slug decides they should improvise. Right. And they see an elderly woman getting groceries out of her car. They ask her if she needs any help, to which she takes the grocery bag, throws it on the ground, and then they start beating this elderly lady. They mercilessly beat an elderly lady. Right. And then they take her car. Yep. And they start driving. And who do they see? It's Toxie. They see Toxie. We got Light a ball mountain? No. Okay. They've only afforded it so many times. <laughs> uh, they, the reason I think they use it so much is because they didn't have to pay for it. That's pretty fair. So I don't know why they didn't use it here, unless they're using like a more obscure part of the song, because it, it's a long song. Sure. Toxie's going to jump on the car and ride on the roof of it. Yes. He's eventually going to- We kind of get yeah. a chase scene, but it's more of just an erratic driving scene because there's nobody chasing anybody. Right. But he's going to get into the car because he grabs Slug. Yep. By the throat. By the throat and just crushes it. Yep. And then throws him out of the moving car. Good stunt. Good, yeah. Really good stunt. Yeah. Well done. And then- and He's going to climb Bozo the car. looks over and he sees Toxie sitting next to him. Toxie's in the car. And he's going he's gonna to put his foot on top of Bozo's foot and slam it oh, to the Oh, here ground. we go. That's it. So they're gonna, he's going to start driving this car erratically. I got actually a little nervous when you see that whole group of people on the playground. Yeah. Going like- Man, that's what Bozo gets off on, but Toxie can't have any of that. Luckily, right. these people moved, and then they drive off a cliff. Yeah. And that car goes boom. Bo- Bozo's like, give me the wheel, give me the wheel. And Toxie's like, oh, you want he the wheel? He rips off the wheel. <laughs> he rips off the wheel and says, here, take the wheel. How good is that? That's so good. Yep. And that and the fire, the boom, Yeah. the car. It's a big boom. That car gets engulfed in place. Yes, it does. Practical effect, which is just- Amazing. Great. What's not amazing is- Toxie climbs out of the car, and he's totally fine. He's totally fine. And you see Bozo laying on the ground, hanging out of the car. Yeah. Mostly fine. Mostly fine. Not definitely- A little bit crispy. A little crispy, but barely. Yeah. He's definitely not a burned up corpse. No. He is just- Yeah. We're going to go to a laundromat. This is a weird scene. This is a very, very weird scene. That I'm happy gets retconned pretty quickly, but it's a weird scene. The thing about this scene is I think- Choices, Dave. Of course. This scene was intentional for you to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then to find out something else later. There's trickery afoot. Mrs. Haskell. Right. She's a, a <laughs> lovely short lady who's- She's insanely short. Yeah. She's a, she's a little person. Yes. And she's going to get her dry cleaning done. She brings out a pair of her, her son's, son's She had a date. He had a, he had a hot date. And now there's stains all, all over stained. his pants. She has she no idea what it could from. be. It's the jism. Yeah, definitely. The proprietor of this uh, establishment takes the jeans and then notices he's getting a ticket written on right. his car. So he runs out. Yes. Now Mrs. Haskell is alone in the laundromat. Not for long. No. Nope. Because Toxie's going to walk on in and he's going to pick up this very small lady. Well, she runs first. And yep. Then 
But they, he, he yeah. catches her pretty easily. And pretty easily. And he throws her into a washing machine. He throws her into a washing machine. <laughs> I don't know how long this proprietor of this establishment is outside. I mean, he pulls her out of the washing machine and then puts her onto a drying steam rack. Press. Of, it is a steam press. You're right. Yeah. And then he, he steams this lady. Yeah. And then he leaves. That's it. And the proprietor comes back in and says, uh, Mrs. Haskell, you know you're not you're allowed, allowed back, back there. there. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And then a, a newspaper comes on the screen. says, uh, Monster. Kills innocent lady. Kills innocent lady. And we're like, what is. Toxie, what you do, bud? Happening. This isn't Toxie's MO. No. What the hell is going on? Exactly. At the dump, Sarah's reading a Braille book. Yeah, it's called Braille, Braille Mirror. Braille Mirror. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke that she was looking in the mirror or if it was just a book with a weird name, but. Yeah. Toxie finally admits to Sarah that he's a monster. He is There's the monster. There's this unnecessary yeah. tension in this scene where he's walking up to the trailer. Okay. I thought that was weird too. How it's you kind like, of make it feel like the movie wants you to think he's going to hurt Sarah. Right. Now that he's turned. Right. And then he gets there and he's like, Sarah. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. But like he doesn't even respond. She's like, Toxie? Yeah. Or Melvin? Is right. He, who's there? Right. And he doesn't say anything until he touches her. Like that's got to be creepy yeah. for her How too. How did she not know this is the monster? Yeah. At any point. I mean, he says he's the monster and she doesn't give a shit. She's like, yeah, okay. He's like, I don't want to yeah, hurt anymore. But people. he says, we got to get out of here either way because now She's they're like, going to Oh, well, let's go her. to that place in the woods that you talked about, never on screen. That. Right. I love the scene of them walking and he's just in a, in a in jacket. In a trench coat and a hat. And a hat. And he goes, looks like the Ninja Turtles. Uh, do costumes. I look conspicuous enough? <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Do we go to some mayor thing? Yeah. This German cop tells us that the laundry lady that was killed. Is actually the head of a white slavery ring. International white slavery what ring. What the hell, movie? And she's got a rap sheet super long. She's not innocent. She's evil. She's so what it turns evil. out, Toxie has a real gift because yeah. he doesn't have to know about their evil. He can just sense it. He can. It's an innate sense. Evil Dar. He's got evil Dar. Unreal. The mayor's going to tell the chief that they got to kill the monster. We gotta, yeah. To which the chief says... Yes, mein Führer, because I mean, he's yeah. incredibly German, Yes, and now he's just going full-blown Nazi. Full-blown Nazi. So we go to the police station. And they're in the bars, by the bars again, because that's where the that's, police are. That's of the course. police station. Of course. The cop from earlier, the, the nice one, McClancy. Oh, Clancy? Yeah. Oh, Clancy? Doesn't want to kill the monster because he saved his life. He saved his life. Everyone else? Everybody else is- They're kind of- On board with I the... wouldn't say they're on board. I, I, I guess. really They're following orders? Yeah. But They're not going to question the Nazi chief. Uh, they do question it internally, I think. Okay, maybe. Because of their actions. But externally, yeah, they're going to go hunt this thing down. Yeah. So we go to this ice cream parlor where one of the guys, one of the taco guys from earlier and O'Clancy are there with some kids. And sure. they're all talking about how, oh, we got to help the monster. And O'Clancy's like, we can't really do anything. We're just the little guys. It's up to the mayor to make these decisions. I found it really interesting how O'Clancy said, people can't just run around doing what is right. Huh. What a weird line. Especially from a cop. From a cop. Yeah. It's from a cop, but I feel like he it just basically summed up vigilantism. Yeah. How, like, we all know it's right, but there's an order to things. And this guy is the mayor. He's the guy who needs to make the decisions for us. Right. That's what he's elected to do. It was a weird thing that stuck. Yeah. Though. And it was one of, I didn't look at O'Clancy as, like, a weak person because of it. He's obviously just another cog in the system. Yeah. Choices. Choices. <laughs> Two cops are going to find the monster and Sarah in a bikini. Yep. Because, of course, she's in a bikini. Naturally. That way you can get that funny scene where the guy hands the guy the binoculars. Right. Ha ha. Ha. Oh, let me see. Jokes. She's in a bikini. German cops is going to do a full-blown Nazi salute when he reports to the mayor. Yep. The mayor decides that he's going to 
call the National Guard. And he's going to call the governor. governor. Yeah, and the governor suggests the National Guard does gonna gonna, Yeah, Of course. Good. That way we can go get him and kill him. I mean, capture him. Yeah. yeah. The mayor wants to the kill. The mayor wants to kill him. Everyone else wants to capture. Everybody's like, capture, right? Capture makes sense. And then they go down to Miller Farm. Night on Bald Mountain. Of course there is. There it is. They're the camping at the time. Yeah, they're camping at this farm. And it's just a big old tent. And the National Guard is going to show up. And they just surround yeah. this tent with tanks. And all the townspeople are there, and too. And all the townspeople are there. And the reason why they don't hear them inside is because they're sleepy. Yeah. They're sleeping. They're sleeping in the tent. Yeah. So you can't hear you can't tanks roll up. Your tanks you... roll up or loud conversations happen outside. But of course. Well, the... wait a minute. Yeah. She's blind. She has enhanced senses. Uh, in theory. Depends on how she lost her sight. That's true. It was toxic waste. Mm. There you go. She and we're on to something. She should be a superhero. The National Guard is going to start lowering their weapons at a point in here somewhere because they want they don't want to kill him now. Because the townspeople have stepped in yeah, front the, and they realize- Yeah, the townspeople yeah. step in between- Yeah, and the mayor pulls out his gun and, and he wants to kill this thing still. And he openly says, like, get out of the way, get out of the way, whatever. And he threatens O'Clancy, I'll kill you if right. you interrupt. Well, he does fire. He tries oh, yeah, he firing fires. at the monster and, and O'Clancy, O'Clancy knocks his... his arm up and that's when he threatens. But but that was enough for Toxie. Yeah, and when you see all the National Guard lower their weapon because they realize, like, yeah, the townspeople like him. Yeah. You know, I mean, is well, he really yeah, all that we... bad? But then Toxie even says, like, out of the way, everyone move, like, this yeah. isn't safe for you, yeah. And then, of course, does he? The mayor starts firing at him. I'm assuming he doesn't hit him. He must not, unless Toxie's bulletproof, and we haven't known until now. Uh, you got me. Who knows? But then Toxie's going to get into the mayor's face. Yep. Because he knows he's evil. He goes into grunt mode. Right. So I don't know if this is when it clicked that he's evil. I don't know. That was weird. I mean, it's probably when he threatened to kill Clancy that he was like, "Oh, this guy's definitely evil." Probably. Probably. But he says. You fat slob. Let's see if you have any guts. And then he and then he punches the mayor through the stomach and pulls out his guts. Yep. <laughs> yep. And the townspeople cheer. They all start cheering. No one's terrified about this. Sarah falls the over. The crowd goes wild. Because blind. Her balance is <laughs> off. I don't know. I suppose. And Toxie's going to run through the crowd going, Sarah, Sarah. She's going, Melvin, Melvin. And they, they hug. And the crowd goes even more wild. And they go berserk. And then we get an ending VO. Yep. And body talk. That's the Toxic Avenger. What the the fuck just happened? That's the Toxic Avenger. That's the whole movie. That's it. What just happened? I don't know. That is batshit crazy. You got to have an opinion at this point. I like it. Do you like it? It's so much fun. Do you like it or love it? Uh, Like it, love it, got to have it. Cold Stone flavor. Oh, I love it then. Okay. (laughs) This is a great, great movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's crazy so for us to say. Be- it's That's why. Is it so over the top, but it's done all- Intentionally. So, yeah, exactly. The one thing that kept coming back to me in this movie was my sophomore year of college, I guess it was, I went to see a screening of a really shitty Francis Ford Coppola movie called Youth Without Youth. Okay. Haven't seen it since. Couldn't tell you a second of that movie, huh. but Coppola spoke before. And while Coppola was talking, Coppola had kind of a run of bad movies. And the thing is that when you look at bad movies, it's all based on what- the critics take out of it. Like what makes a bad movie a bad movie? And the thing is, is that this is a bad movie, but it's done bad on purpose. Right. Therefore, yeah, it's right. considered a good movie. It's success it's as a, a success- bad movie. And that's why it's, this is a very beloved movie. Well, this is a massive be. cult classic. Well, there's a reason that there's three sequels and a cartoon and a, right. two musicals and a video game. But it, this got me thinking, like what Coppola had said was that there's a place for those types of movies. Oh, absolutely. And the, one, the movie that keeps coming to mind now that I keep thinking about is something like superhero movie and date movie and those movies that had that run okay. in the late 
like 2005 to 2010 yeah, yeah. that you just don't see anymore. Right. But they kept making money and the trailers kept coming out with the same like three jokes. Well, it all started with a scary movie. Exactly. Yeah. But they started putting those movies out and they started making money and people kept going. And yeah. people were wondering like, why are people making this shit? Yeah. Because it made money. Not and it was And it didn't movie. cost any money to do these things. Right. But then you get to something like this that's purposely done bad. Yeah. And therefore it succeeded. In every way. The purpose of this movie is to entertain. It's like uh, the movie The Producers. In what way? In that they set out to intentionally make a bad movie and it- They nailed it. They nailed it. And they did it too well, but in this sense- Then it became a hit. Exactly. Right. Okay. I don't know. I have so much respect for what was pulled off in this because of all the choices. We keep saying the word choices. The choices that were made in this movie are insanely intentional. Oh, yeah. Every bit about it. Hitchcock says playing an audience is like playing a piano. You can play the right emotions. Lloyd Kaufman just played me perfectly. Oh, absolutely. This hit everything right in my book. Yeah. This is a fucking great movie. Yeah. It's so much fun. What do you think about giving it a super stuff score? I think we should do that before we do the Rotten Tomatoes this time. Okay. So why don't you, let's do super stuff now, letting you know. Ebert, I'm sure he saw the movie. He didn't review it. What a jerk. It wasn't even worth his time to review it. There are not many reviews on this movie. That, that kind of makes sense. So we'll get there in a second. Let's do some super stuff. Let's do some super stuff. We're going to start out with setting. Tromaville, New Jersey. I'll go 0. 0.5. That's fair. It's They That's keep saying fair. Tromaville over and over and over yeah, and over yeah, again. They really hound you, and it's near New York. We know that. Does that kind of make it better? Everything has Tromaville all over it. Yeah. Holy shit, this might be a one. I mean, they definitely commit. And it everything feels, has it Tromaville. feels like Jersey. It does feel like it Jersey. Does. You see the Twin Towers in the background of everything. Yeah. God damn it. All right. That's, Set, a, that's a dirty one. Setting's a dirty, dirty one. one. Style and tone. Again. Dude, this is going to be really tricky. <laughs> this is this is tough. Because the, the tone, style. And the tone is there. Yeah. The entire movie. This movie knows exactly what it is and what it's going for. Yeah. And the style that it pulls it off in. Is this another dirty oh one? God, dirty one. Dirty one. Okay. Okay. Hero. I can't give it a one. No. He's, he's he goes a, over the top, a murderous. But he does sense out evil. And he only hurts evil people, that's and he's doing it for the greater good. Right. right. I'll go point five. Okay, that's fair. But he goes way over the top. Way over the top. Villains. I don't know who the villain is. Still, I don't either. There's there's a lot of bit bad yeah, none guys. None of them are very good, and none of them. I mean, no, the only we, two that stand out, the mayor are and Bozo yeah. and Leroy. Oh, I Frank. even said the mayor, but the mayor. But I'm gonna go zero. Yeah. I don't think that the villains matter in this thing. No. Females. I think it's a negative one. I think it has to be a negative one. <laughs> it has to be. They're props in this movie, and yeah. it's so disgusting. Yeah. Story and motivation. Dirty one. In my mind, again, it's all, it's all going to be dirties, no matter what the right, positive right, right. is. But story- so the story is you get Melvin's kind of story, and we understand that it's not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. His goal is to get him into that bucket of toxic waste, and yeah. they do it. And yeah. then his goal is to fight evil, and they do it. But his motivation. His motivation just fights evil. Is that a motivation? Not really. Or is it just what he does? It's just what he does. He doesn't really have a motivation, does he? And other than he's he's I'll go point two five. Consume point two five or need. Yeah, point two five or point five. I'll go point five. Okay. Because story's their motivation, not so much. Yeah. Music. It's not a ball mountain. It's not a ball and mountain. And it's body talk. And body talk. Body talk's catchy, man. Body talk is real catchy. Uh and night on ball mountain. They use it a lot. But it works. But it, I mean, and I noticed it, and it was yeah. there, and I'm inclined to give this Go be- on. Better, than a, better than a zero. 
of course, better than a zero. I was thinking about going 0. 0.5. I think that's fair. Just because it's not original score. Right. Not but original, but yeah. with what it had. It's pretty good. Impact on the genre. The genre being? Exactly. <laughs> that's the question. Uh, what genre is, it is this? Superheroes? Is that? It's a superhero it... comedy horror. Yeah. So which genre are we playing to here? Or I'm is not it, sure. Or is it the gross-out 80s movie? It's a massive cold hit. You know what I would love? You know yeah. how you get like the midnight showings of The Room and Rocky Horror where sure, you, you sure. yell stuff at the screen? Of course. I want that for this. I'm sure it exists. I want it so I'm bad. sure it's out there, and I would pay double to go see that. That sounds amazing. I'm in. I think we go one. to Popeye's. I want one. I in, want a one. In Give me a one. And then we go find a midnight showing of Fuck Toxic yeah. Avenger. Parents. There's one that we know of. Yep. And she's alive. And she's very alive. Because she defends her son at the end, which yeah. is weird. That's my yeah. Melvin. She slams the door in his face, which is a little bit like, yeah. oh. But, but there's no dad. And you we know don't what? know the dad situation. Yeah. And you know, if we didn't give points to Loki for literally killing his birth father, I yeah. don't think, I don't think we can give anything I to think this, this movie. Is flat zero. One-liners. One. Yeah. Absolute one. Yeah. I'm stressing out. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? What wow. a fucking good movie, man. It's so much fun. Give me, uh, give me, give me that score. Four and a half. Yep, that sounds about it's right. Exactly where it needs to be. That's uh, that's the score it deserves. Coming in right underneath Green Lantern. That's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. Green Lantern, better movie. Uh, Green Lantern, good movie. Uh, right I'll below say it again. Right below. Come at me, everyone. No one's come at me yet. This there, is terrific. I lost three fives. Yeah. Iron Man, Green Lantern, sure, and Batman Returns. Wow. Yeah, those are very different movies. Uh, yeah. If, if you take out. What's under this? Under this? Yeah. It's a while before you get to anything under this. What's the jump? Uh, it goes from four and a half to one and a half for Star Holy Kid. shit. For what is it? Star Kid. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. All right. So I would definitely say that this is that much better than Star Kid. 100%. Speaking of things out of 100%, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, one to 100%, go. I have no idea. 60? Not that far off. Okay. The Toxic Avenger? The audience score out of 24,161 ratings? Sure. 63%. Okay. On the tomato meter, <laughs> only has 20 reviews. Okay. 70%. What? 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wasn't expecting that. On the list of the top 68 superhero movies on Rotten Tomatoes, where do you think it falls? There's no way it's on the list. It is absolutely on the list. <sighs> Number 58. 63. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's towards the back of the list. Yeah. But it's right before Swamp Thing. Okay. And it's right behind Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Just to give you an idea where this thing is going to fall. Yeah. In terms of reviews, again, this thing, there's not many reviews on it. Roger Ebert did not review it, nope. unfortunately. But if you go to Top Critics, luckily there's only four <laughs> listed here. <laughs> the Chicago Reader says, Cruddy. Primal, extremely violent, and fairly entertaining. It captures some sort of snot-flicking spirit of the old EC comics. Okay. Works. Variety staff, from Variety, oh. says an outlandish mix of gory violence and realistic special effects. They're not wrong. No, they the are. special effects in this are actually terrific for they what are. they are. Stephen Holden from the New York Times says, It may be trash, but it has a maniacally farcical sense of humor, and Tromaville's evildoers are dispatched in ingenious ways. Also not wrong. No, that's... And the lone rotten score from Jeff Andrew of Time Out. It all falls apart after about an hour. Chunks of preceding what? entertainment reappearing as random montages. 
So the last 20 minutes of the movie you didn't like? He didn't care for it. He <laughs> <laughs> fell apart, apparently. Okay. The resolution, not there. That's not what I wanted. Came around for most of the ride. Couldn't get over that last bit. Let's talk about the reboot of this movie that is in talks. From Legendary? From Legendary. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to get Kevin Smith to sign on. Right. And he turned it down. Because he usually turns it down out of respect. This time he turned it down. He was ready to do it. He was okay. like, I'm, I'm in it. I'm a Jersey guy. This is perfect. Yeah. They said, all right, you have $35 million to work with. And he said, no. It's too much money. Too much money. He said, oh, wow. the spirit of the movie is that it's this cheap yeah. budget film that they threw together. He's like, that'd be like making Clerks with a $35 million budget. So he's got respect for it. So now that we're on the topic of the reboot, if they were to put out this movie next year. We're recasting all these again? I just have the main. Okay, the main roster. Just Not even the main roster. Oh, geez. Just the Toxic Avenger. Just Melvin and the Toxic Avenger. John C. Riley as the Toxic Avenger. Okay, I I like that. Yeah, I was gonna if I was gonna put John Melvin? C. Riley in it, I was gonna make him the mayor. But yeah, as Melvin, I want Michael Sarah. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I have uh, John Heater. Oh, that's pretty good. Napoleon Dynamite. A little old now, I think. Though. And uh, John Cena. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Oh, that's really really good. Who would you have direct it? You got to have someone who has a good sense of humor. Yeah. But you also have to. Uh, you know what? James Gunn done. That makes 100% sense. 100% James Gunn. Absolutely. I think if that's the right choice, he would do this thing. So much respect. Absolutely. I agree. You know what? Bozo, slug. Who are you thinking? Oh, Bozo. Just say anyone from Stranger Things. You're probably right. No. Too young. <laughs> no? Too young. Okay. <laughs> slug, I want Paul Rudd. I love it. And Bozo. Like Ken Marino? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but he might be too old for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Bozo's yeah. a tough one. Stressing me out, man. Stressing me out. I got nothing. It's a tough character. I mean, Gary Schneider crushes it in this movie. Bill Hader. Yep. That's fine <laughs> with me. Totally fine with me. I don't know. It makes the movie a lot older, but... It does. Why not? Believe it or not, for this movie, there are 184 ratings on Amazon. 184. This thing exploded recently because it's on Amazon Prime now. Yep, that makes sense. Out of all those, 60% are five stars. Wow. I had trouble finding one-star reviews. What? People love this movie. That's surprising, though. Here's the people who don't. Yes. <laughs> From April 16th, 2017. I don't believe I've ever watched a worse movie, and I only saw a few minutes of it. It's way worse than Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> I'm not convinced this person's ever seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. Nope. <laughs> From January 11th, 2017. This was... From Amazon Prime, so it's been on there for a little while. Yeah. I remember watching this as a kid. That's a problem right off the bat. Yep. Just saying. Whoops. And gave it another go for nostalgia. Well, some things just don't stand up to the test of time. If you like sub-B-grade horror flicks, yeah. then this might be for you. Four is spelled like a golf swing, by the way. Okay. Four. As for me, I had to shut it off after about 20 minutes. Yeah. I could almost buy that. Yeah. Like, if you're not in, you're not in. Right. I'm very happy that Others are in. saying they didn't like it because it just was... Poor taste and offensive. Yeah. Fine. Not not wrong. This is the one that kind of set me off a little bit. This is from June 10th, 2005. Okay. On DVD mm -hmm. is the format. I'm a fan of B-movies. I can handle bad acting and whatnot, but this is just eye-rollingly stupid and boring. Everything about it tastes of low-class, amateurish, don't-know-what-I'm-doing filmmaking. Bad on all counts. But the biggest sin is the bad story and bad writing. If you can get through this pile without rolling your eyes or shaking your head in shame, then you all 
the p- more power to you. And you all the more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's wh- what? You don't love B movies, man. I yeah. don't have to tell you. Yeah, clearly. I love B movies. You lied in your I'm first. I'm a big sentence. fan of B movies. So <laughs> you got to you, you have to lean you have in. To embrace, you have to yes. know what you're walking into. Yeah. The fact is that when you commit to a B movie, you got to expect this. You can't expect a Anthony Hopkins as Odin or something like that. You have to suspend your disbelief up front. Yeah. And even then, you don't have to do it all the way. You're there for the ride. Right. And that's the important thing. You're there for the entertainment factor. Speaking of the remake, July 1st, 2011. Let me start out by saying that I like some B-movies. Evil Dead is one of my all-time favorites. Over-the-top gore does not bother me either. The lawnmower scene in Dead Alive was classic. I enjoyed the arm rip scene in the scene where the weight stack is dropped on the dude's head. The death scenes were creative, and I got the attempts at humor. With that being said... This is the worst freaking movie I've ever, ever, (laughs) ever seen, ever. Did I say ever, ever? Remake it with some decent acting and budget and make the characters a little more realistic. I just thought this was stupid. I respect people who like movies that are so bad that they are good, and I have a few of my own. This movie was so bad that it was horrible. I would check out a remake, but this was a joke and I fell for it. It's not for everybody, I guess. No, I feel like he's not understanding the spirit of this movie because that's, he says that he wants a budget behind it and he wants some decent acting. And if you talk, that's not the and point, if you, right? In an interview that I saw with Lloyd Kaufman, he even said, "Hey, do you want to know what happens when Hollywood takes all the good scripts and good actors? We do the opposite because that's what trauma does." Hmm. Lloyd Kaufman just leans in. Good for him. He knows exactly what he's doing. What a goofy And the dude. fact is that if you can't see what he's doing, you're not going to like it. And that's okay. Yeah. There's a place for these types of movies. There's a place for all types of movies. Right. That's what it comes down to. I have one more one-star review. Okay. This is from December 20th, 2010. This movie is so bad. I hate it so much. I don't know why it achieved cult status, but it really is horrendous. The acting is garbage. It's a joke of a movie. I would recommend X-Men Origins Wolverine instead. What? <laughs> was that UB2? Did UB2 leave that? UB2 did not leave that. But what the fuck, man? <laughs> wow. That's amazing, right? They're fucking Ryan Reynolds fans, man. I would take the time to read some of the five-star reviews, but there's just too damn there's, many. That's a lot. It's incredible I mean, how many them. people love this movie because I, I think this movie is a masterpiece. It really, really is. You're not expecting the greatest movie of all time. You're not going to get it. Don't get me wrong. Right. But for what it is, God damn, it's good. it is perfect. It's... It hits everything right. If you're looking for something that's like a four and a half on the super stuff scale, nailed it. <laughs> speaking Absolutely. Of, speaking yeah. of which, uh, let's add Toxic Avenger 2 into UB2. I think we have to. UB2, throw it in. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about Watchmen. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've never seen it. Never seen it. But I've, I have. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. It's a doozy. That's putting it lightly. It, it's the unfilmable. That's what it was for a very long time. We're going to have a guest. We are. Super sidekick, super fan, Steven. He'll be here with us talking about Watchmen. Talking about the Watchmen. Until then, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your garbage. <laughs> That seems appropriate for this episode. Yeah. Uh, like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at Cape Podcasters. If you have any questions, comments, stories, berating, belittling, corrections, actually. No. Steven sent us a correction this week. Yeah, that's probably deserved. It's about time. Tell you it's the a- truth. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I brought up Thor's goats. 
tooth gnasher and tooth grinder. Yeah. And it turns out that they're not Marvel creations. Oh, no? They're actually part of Norse lore. Okay. Marvel just kind of appropriated that. You can expect more helpful insights from Steven next week on Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, if you have anything like that you want to send us, send it to katepodcasters at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for Watchmen. For Watchmen. Same pod time, same pod channel. So, Brian, that's the Toxic Avenger. Sure is. What happens post-credits? We see uh, Sarah. She comes to- She doesn't see us. No, she doesn't. (laughs) She comes to Melvin in the night and says, Melvin, I have some news. Oh? I'm pregnant. Okay. (laughs) And he goes, what? What What is it? She says, oh, obviously it's cancer. (laughs) Just go to tumor in there, she's, I guess. She's <laughs> pregnant with cancer. That seems pretty fair, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? Well, we know that this movie is called The Toxic Avenger. Yes. There's also The Toxic Avenger Part 2. Mm-hmm. There's The Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie. Of Toxie. And then there is Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger 4. Right. What I think happens is a teaser trailer, and it opens on a beach. <gasps> and the beach is completely shut down. Okay. It's the dead of summer, but there's no one on the beach except for one man, one large man. He's got a t-shirt on. He's got some short shorts on, and it's ex-governor Chris Christie. (laughs) And all he does, just looks into the camera, and he says, what's up, guys? The Toxic Avenger, part five. (laughs)